listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Paragon, Paragon 7, 7 Studios. So we got a lot of positive feedback from a segment I did earlier in the week. I was talking about the difference between being a vice president, kind of a junior executive versus a senior executive. So VP director level versus being a, a chief officer, a C-suite or a CEO. And, and, and we did that in response. We get a lot of requests and a lot of people reach out. They DM me, they call me. They're curious about my thoughts and, and I'm I'm honored and, and humbled first and foremost. People ask me a lot about career advice and, and individuals that are climbing the corporate ladder of success. And I love talking about it. I love talking about my experiences and my failures, especially. I was nice on the sticks with PL. If if Lance Day came to your health plan, if you're an executive, you were going to bonus. You was going to make a lot of money in bonuses because uh, I was bringing I was going to bring in that revenue. But I had a lot to learn. I, I became an executive. I think I was 36 or 37. I had a lot to learn about leadership. And I had a lot of growth that was necessary as far as soft skills and managing people and being a servant leader and being empathetic and having emotional intelligence. And I failed at, at that miserably at times, but I got better. I took positive and negative feedback I grew, I embraced it. And you can have all of the perks. You can have the corner office. You can have the car allowance. You can have the country club access. You can have the the Southwest tickets. You'd be the first person in line. I had all of that stuff. The season tickets, I had all of that stuff. But if you, if you don't manage people well, you're going to be right back in that cubicle real soon. You're not going to be in that corner office for long. Because everything is about managing people and getting getting the most that you can get out of people. It's not your job as an executive to be the smartest person in the room or to be the subject matter expert on every topic. Um, your job is to be a leader. And I had to learn that the hard way. So I, I love talking about that. And I said that if you're a vice president or director, if you're a junior executive, the first thing that your job is to, to have the back of the C-suite that you report to or the board you make them look good. So you need to be at your post, taking care of your department or departments, making sure that things are the way that they're supposed to be. You need to be where you are supposed to be on time and prepared to work. Anytime that you're exposed to the board or the C-suite to do a presentation, everything needs to be on point and prepared. Executives, senior executives, they don't want surprises. They don't want financial surprises and they don't want social surprises. They don't want to find out that two of your directors are having an affair with each other. They don't want to find that out. They don't want to deal with that. They don't want to find out that there's upheaval or, or you got troubles because that's a sign of a bad leader. You have a lot of sexual harassment stuff and you feel you have someone filing an EEOC complaint. A good VP is on top of that is dealing with those things before they mushroom. I don't mean hiding because you don't want to hide things that happen either. If something bad's going on. But you don't want big surprises. So if there if there's a problem, you need to be alerting your boss that, hey, we have some problems, but I'm on it. 
if there are problems with the with the finances and expectations for revenue generation, you need to be transparent about that as well. And a good VP knows where the bodies are buried, knows what's going on at the board level, knows what's going on at the C-suite level, knows what's going on at, at the training level, knows the strengths and weaknesses of their boss and helps accentuate their weaknesses while trying to build them up for their strengths. So you're managing upward to be a good VP, but but you you don't want your boss having her or him having to get into your your affairs with your department. They don't have time for that. They're not interested in that. You need to shield them just like they're shielding you from the from the final decisions, the the politics in the C-suite at the board level, at the mayor's level, at the governor's level, you need to shield them from what's going on between Sally and Rick in accounting so that they don't have to deal with that. So that's the first thing a good VP does. They manage their own team so that their boss doesn't have to micromanage them when they do have to show up in front of the crowd. They're ready to go, and they kick arse. Second thing they do, they manage downward. But they put their team first. If you're a VP, your team's more important than you. Their money's more important than your money. Their success should be more important than your success. They need to get the training. They need to get the tools. They need to get the resources. You're there to galvanize your team and to pour into your team and make your team great, to give your directors and, and managers and staff everything that they need to do their jobs. You need to have empathy. You need to build a culture. The VPs built a culture. The C-suite doesn't build a culture. The VPs built a culture. So if you want to have a culture of bullying and you want to have a culture of backbiting and gossip and shenanigans and chicanery, well, a VP is in charge of that. If you want to have a culture where it's team-based and we complement each other, we treat each other with respect and we're timely and we're focused, the VP drives that, not the C-suite. And that's what a VP does, those two functions. The, the part about managing their staff, to me, that's more important than anything. You've, you're, not, you're not anything without your staff, so you've got to take good care of your people. And good VPs, if, if, you have to, if you have to forego a little bit of money and make sure your staff gets more, you do that. Sometimes you have to take a thrashing for a mistake that one of your directors or managers made, and you do that. You fall on the sword. The difference between that, so I, I talked about that. I wanted to talk about the C-suite because once you get into the C-suite, it becomes a more of a macro level panoramic view of what's going on with, with your organization. And VPs are very focused on people building and team building and culture building. C-suites hire vice presidents to manage that. Once you're in the C-suite, your job is different. Your job is actually to have relationships that are macro. Your job is to know the mayor. Your job is to know the legislative body, is to understand the legalities, is to be deep with the seven-year planning structure. Your job is to know, as if I'm in healthcare, you got to know the governor or at least the lobbyist. You got to understand what's going on in D.C., and in New York City and in Los Angeles and wherever the centers that drive your industry are. And that's a whole different play. 
people that that are executives, the senior executives, they're focused on going to galas. They're focused on going to retreats. They're focused on building relationships just like vice presidents are focused, but they're not building relationships internally as much as they're building relationships externally. I once had a boss. I was very ambitious when, when, when I was in my younger days before I learned stuff now and being an entrepreneur. I had a boss that told me, they said, look, James, you're probably the most talented person in the entire organization. As far as presenting, as far as the way you dress, you present yourself, your talents, but you're not, you think that you're ready to be a CEO and you're not anywhere close. And I, I appreciate it. I respected this boss a lot. This was a great boss that, that I really respected. And so I asked that person why. And they said, you're so focused on what's going on in the weeds. CEOs are focused on building relationships with the mayor. And when this person said that to me, it kind of hit me like, ooh, I'm focused. I'm, I'm out here doing a presentation. I'm calculating on, on our portfolio. I'm putting a presentation in PowerPoint on, on the risk score on some of the counties at the health plan I was working at at the time. And people that are, people that are focused on being CEOs, they're, they're out playing golf with, with someone that's, that's, that's very high up in politics and they're building those relationships because when you are the head of an organization, you got to be able to fix problems before problems even pop up. You got to know somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody. And it's a different game. Some of the best CEOs that I've worked for, they couldn't tell you what was going on department to department. They had no, they had not a modicum of a clue. But they had an ultra magnetic personality. When they stepped in front of that board, when they stepped in front of the company, they made people feel like they could fly. They were able to build culture at the macro level. They were able to bring people in. If you're a CEO, especially of a big company, you got to go out and find great people to come work for you. You got to get the young, brilliant people that went to Harvard and Northwestern and Stanford to come work for you. You've got to get veterans that have been in this game for 20 years, whatever, 30, 30 years, whatever industry you're in. You got to get them to come work for you also. That takes extreme talent. I, I worked with one CEO. I thought this person, I actually thought this person was weak. I looked at the way that they ran meetings. They're very, they're very lackluster in their personality. I didn't find, I didn't find this person impressive. I didn't find this person to be dynamic. I didn't find this person to have any skills that I thought that I needed to emulate or, or learn from. Then I come to find out they had the ability to get the best anesthesiologist, the best cardiologist, and the best endocrinologist in the tri-state area to come work for our organization. They had the craft when it came to getting doctors to come work with us. And that's what being a CEO is about. Lance J Show. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network.
don't know what's wrong with him. He ain't been acting like himself lately. I mean, it kind of hurt because we've been best friends since we was in the second grade. Did you know that? And I try to talk to him. He don't even hear me. He gone. I mean, I could look out for myself, but... Man, I don't know what he might do to steal. The way he been acting lately. You my man and everything, but, uh... You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. This is Lance J, a.k.a. the Paragon of Sports Talk Excellence, a.k.a. the Heisenberg of Broadcast Radio, a.k.a. the Wolf of Wall Street. The Lance J Radio Network is now on WWE 1100 a.m. weekdays from 3 to 4 p.m. I've been wanting to get into the Atlanta market for a long time. Listen to me and the rest of the ticket talk sports, politics, healthcare. as DJ Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flip Mode Squad, shines on the wheels of steel playing the best in classic hip-hop. Catch the show live or download the iHeartRadio application.